Let me begin this episode of the Rational Apprentice podcast by expressing my gratitude for your patience. Preparing and releasing a podcast episode last week became very difficult with the fast-approaching Porcupine Festival, and I simply had to skip the week. Now, I'm not going to say that it would have been impossible, a word which I'd better define soon so that I don't have to continually say that I will define it soon, but finishing both the episode and the Porkfest Mind Over Murder live case materials would have caused both to fall below the standard they need to be. And I didn't want that, and I know you wouldn't have either. Now, of course, you should have already been aware that last week's episode was going to be delayed. Well, what are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about the newsletter. If you've not yet subscribed to the newsletter, I don't know what you're waiting for. It's no cost to you. And by subscribing to the newsletter, you'll receive exclusive extras, early access, discounts to new courses, and you can keep up to date with schedule changes and the like. But most of all, without the newsletter, you won't be able to access the Mind of a Murder case notes of the week, which, I mean, a new mystery or logic puzzle to solve each week, who doesn't want that? So head on over to therationalapprentice.com slash subscribe to sign up now. Links to all of the podcast hosts are there, and there's a Substack sign up for the newsletter on the page. Now, if privacy is your concern, remember who you're talking to here. Your contact information is your property. And by signing up for the newsletter, we form a contract that allows me to use that address for one thing only, the Rational Apprentice, to send updates, notifications on new courses, and things like that. I will never, ever sell or give email addresses out to anyone, period. So sign up for the weekly newsletter, which comes out now on Friday mornings, along with the podcast episode. But you knew that already, right? Because you're already signed up for the newsletter. And if you're listening to this podcast on one of the video platforms like Odyssey, Rumble, or BitChute, please like the videos and subscribe, or whatever it is the kids are saying nowadays. It's really the only way for me to get some traction so that I can continue to make content for you. Remember, it's therationalapprentice.com slash subscribe. All right, thanks again. Now, our topic today is Subjugation, Inc., so let's get right into it. Let's say that we have a new startup. Now, this isn't just any startup. This is on the list of the top 100 hottest startups of 2022. And the name of our company is Subjugation, Inc. And our mission is simple and unary. To enslave as many people as possible. Now, it sounds simple enough, but what is the primary problem that we must overcome in order to achieve our goal? Well, to answer this, let's look at the mission itself, to enslave as many people as possible. Okay, there are seven words there, and I can see two that could be vague, people and enslave. And being a serious-minded new company with a lofty goal, we had better hone in on what those mean. First is the term people, which, as I have in the past, I will use interchangeably with person or volitional being because they're all defined as an individual being with the capability of conscious choice and decision. Second is the term enslave. Now, to enslave people is to take control of a volitional being's property without their consent, thus placing them in a state of servitude. Now, I define slavery as the control of a volitional being's property without their consent. 
Ah, well, now we've introduced another term for which precise clarification is required. Property. As you remember, the definition of property that I use is a volitional being's life and all non-procreative derivatives thereof. And property is split into three categories. Primordial property, your life. Primary property, the intangible derivatives of your life. And secondary property, the tangible derivatives of your life. Okay, so now let's restate our company mission by using our definition so we have a precise absolute understanding of our goal here at Subjugation Inc. To control the derivatives of the lives of as many volitional beings as possible. Even in its more precise form, it's clear and simple. But that's what we aim to do here at Subjugation Inc. Clear and simple slavery. So, how will we carry out our mission? Will our method of controlling property be as simple as our stated goal? Well, let's see. If our mission is to control the property of people, how do we go about doing that? Well, let's look to one more word, theft, and see if that helps us. Theft is defined as the seizure of a volitional being's property without their consent. And as we discussed in detail during previous episodes, when you seize the property of another, you necessarily take control over it. And thus, seizure and control are inextricably linked. When you seize the property of another, you are, by definition, enslaving the property owner. Does this not follow? So it seems as though Subjugation Inc. is blessed not only with a clear and simple mission, but also with a clear and simple method, patent pending. So how do we enslave as many people as possible? Well, why? Steal their property, of course. Simple. Especially since the only thing that can be stolen is property. But what if we narrow our mission a little? What if our more focused goal is to enslave as many white people as we can? How would we do that? Well, steal their property, since it's the only way to do it. And what if we wanted to enslave as many Christians as we could? How would we do that? Steal their property, since it's the only way to do it. And what if we wanted to enslave as many Chinese people as we could? How would we do that? Steal their property since it's the only way to do it. And what if we wanted to enslave as many black people as we could? How would we do that? Well, steal their property, since it's the only way to do it. Muslims, steal their property. Women, steal their property. Men, steal their property. Seniors, steal their property. Youths, steal their property. Since it's the only way to do it. You see, theft is an equal opportunity proposition. See, we all, okay, not all, most of us have a picture in our minds of what slavery looks like. We see the malnourished peasant carrying a huge stone in the sweltering desert sun, dragging his feet until he falters and drops to his knees. A burly man with arms out to here and a chest the size of Texas comes up and lashes him across the back with a cat of nine tails. Arise, slave, back to work. Now, the vision in your head may be slightly different and equally traumatic, but the idea is the same and yet quite inadequate. You hardly need to be shackled in a forced labor camp to be enslaved. 
But let's return to the question I posed a couple of episodes ago. Is the theft of another person's property really such a bad thing? I mean, really? Well, maybe this helps. Look, says the guy who took your car without your permission. I have no desire to seem unreasonable about this. Look, I'm not a selfish guy. I'm willing to share your car with anyone in the neighborhood. Anyone who wants to use your car can just go to www.carshare.com and put their name on the list. And they can use your car. See, we treat everyone equally here. Equity is our motto after all. And in fact, you can even use your own car from time to time. So now the thief is sharing your car with the community at large. Even you can use it if you put your name down on the waiting list. Seems reasonable. But now does this erase the label thief from the person who took your car? Because he's now sharing your car with others in the neighborhood. Is the thief no longer a thief because he's sharing your car with others? Or is he still a thief? Well, what do you think? Or perhaps this could be called good theft, and he's a good thief. After all, he's sharing the loot with others, and they're all benefiting from the use of your car. I know he took your car without your permission, but he's not a selfish bad thief who's keeping the car for his own benefit alone. He's sharing the car. So he must be a good thief, right? Well, what do you think? I mean, this is the Snelson triad again, isn't it? One, theft or stealing is always right. Two, theft is always wrong. Or three, theft is sometimes right and sometimes wrong. And if all thieves are enslavers, is enslavement right or is it wrong? And here I have to requote Snelson. Quote, if an individual does not retain control over all of the derivatives of his own life, then on what basis is it right for another individual to gain control over any of those derivatives of the individual's life without his permission? So when is it right for A to control the property of C without the permission of C? When is it the right thing for A to do? When is it the wrong thing for A to do? What is right and what is wrong with respect to any action or subject? Unquote. And so I'll ask you this very important question, which will jumpstart our discussions going forward. Is it possible that there could be a scientific answer to this question? Some way to unequivocally solve the problem of what is right and what is wrong? And if there is a way to answer this scientifically, what would that mean for humanity at large? Now, I know it seems as though I'm belaboring the point, and perhaps I am, but I can't emphasize this more. In order to understand the solution, you must fully understand what the problems are, what the core, the root causes are, and thus not only what the solution is, but why it's a solution. Okay, this isn't simple stuff. We've only been trying to answer these questions, solve these problems for 6,000 plus years. It's going to take some curiosity. It's going to take some intellectual honesty. It's going to take a little time. But I'll leave it there because in the next episode, we're going to start tackling the hard questions. All right, now 
Mind Over Murder is normally next up, but as the schedule has changed to Fridays, we don't have one for this week. Instead, I'll simply remind you to please head on over to therationalapprentice.com slash subscribe and sign up for the newsletter. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next time. Thank you.